The Psychoanalysis Podcast explores the ways that horror movies examine mental health issues. It deals with mature and sometimes disturbing subject matter, and it may not be suitable for all listeners. It is meant for entertainment purposes only, and not as a substitute for proper therapy. If you or a loved one are currently experiencing mental health difficulties, please contact your local mental health center. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. This is Psychoanalysis. This is Psychoanalysis, a horror therapy podcast analyzing the horror genre through the lens of health. Through the lens of mental health. <laughs> through the lens <laughs> of genetic. physical health. <laughs> Woo! I know. Yeah, I don't have an outline today, which I'll tell you about in a minute. So I just can't remember anything, apparently, if it's not written down in front of me. So, yes, I'm Jen Adams. I'm on her stall, comma, Lara. <laughs> I'm... I'm I'm already confused, folks. I'm <laughs> I'm Mike Snoonian, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <For> allegedly. <laughs> and uh, we are doing something a little bit different. Um, we've kind of started a tradition of whenever there's a fifth Thursday in a month, we kind of try something new. So we did our "What's in the Box" episode. Um, what's in the box? I had to what's, in the box? what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> It's just like it's it's illegal to not say that yeah. when you, you say get the, word, the cops the box. come if you don't. Exactly. Yeah, they put you in the box. <laughs> That's well. Sorry. Maybe I will a, be editing some things. You got a full start for me, so that's good. <laughs> Ah, let's get it anyways. all out now oh my goodness um so yeah so we did and today we are gonna do a commentary and I'm really excited it's the first one that we have done as a podcast and we are gonna be watching a movie that I was super excited about which we'll probably talk about in just a minute we are gonna be watching Fear Street which Fear Street you ask well we let you decide we asked on Twitter we had a poll about whether we should watch Fear Street 94 or Fear Street 78 and you picked 94. Hooray! Which so. helps my OCD uh... brain because it's the first one and if we started in the middle I would have been twitching the whole time so. That's yeah. true. <laughs> if we did 1666 it's chronological. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you seen backwards. the people like what order should I watch Fear Streets in? They're like the order they were released in. <laughs> it's just like, like this isn't the show Dark. I know. It's, oh, is that out of order? It's not the line the witch. No, it's order. not. It's just the same thing where they just keep going back in time. It's yeah. like just never mind. The joke doesn't make sense. It's fine. Oh, it's gonna I'm go seeing... really well. <laughs> where do you think the song "Back in Time" ranks on the Huey Lewis discography? It's high, mostly because I know like three Huey Lewis songs. He had a lot like of great songs. Did he? Are Are he you about to kill us with an axe? No. Okay. I'm not going to go Patrick Bateman. <laughs> I mean, I see you putting a rain jacket on and it makes me very nervous. Yeah, your Sad. Mike's uh, room is covered in plastic, which is weird because we're know. not there. Right, I know. I'm wondering how it's going to happen, but mm -hmm. I mean. So you know what? Go for it. Let's see. I once had a girlfriend who wanted me to cover her in saran wrap. That was interesting. Was she a Fry Green Tomatoes fan? No, she was just, just, she, was just it? she was just hot shit. Anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so that's about how this episode is going to go. Yes. This is kind of a self-care episode for us, and we have been 
We've been saying it all through July. I think we kind of um, stepped back from the heavy mm. stuff a little bit this month, and it's been really nice. Yeah. We're about to get back into some more heavy stuff yep. down the road that I'm really excited about, but it has been very nice to just kind of look at phobias, watch some movies that are a little more on the fun side, and just kind of let our brains and our hearts rest for a little bit. And yes. so this is kind of the culmination of that. So we are going to be watching Fear Street 94. We're going to be watching the movie together and uh, which I'm excited about because I mean we've never met in person and so we always watch the movies before we record so you know I'm, I'm excited we're watching yep. I usually say now watching for Psychoipod and I can say now watching with Psycho with <laughs> so so yes and we'll tell you when to start the movie but um, if you haven't already seen Fear Street 94 you might want to watch it along with us or even if you have and you want to hear yeah. our delightful commentary that will illuminate so much about this movie we'll tell you when to push play but if you just want to listen you know that's up to you and this is not going to be because the movie is brand new so there's really not a lot of like behind the scenes stories or you know we're really going to just be kind of watching as fans and having a conversation so i would yeah. say it's something that like even if you're not in front of the movie We'll try to make it so you can still enjoy the episode. Yeah, you can actually yeah. sync it up with Wizard of Oz and it works. Actually, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you play it backwards, Excellent. I think you can see your future mm -hmm. or something. Excellent. You have to light a candle. Uh, um, well, yeah. So let's see. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get started? I just want to, I was going to say the Patreon thing. So we oh, didn't talk yeah. about Kevin. Do we have uh, a, we do not have a patron named Kevin. We do have a patron named Alex. So Alex, thank you so much. You just pledged and joined up at the Mads Mickelson as Hannibal Lecter level. Oh, thank the you. best level. The no offense Hannibal. to anyone else, but that's um, the best level. It's because it? of Mads Mickelson. It's Mads right? Mickelson. Yes. Yeah. It's the best Hannibal. Yeah, the best Hannibal. Thank you to Dindrain. I believe I'm saying that right don't think we thanked her last time we did but we, we can did. always thank her again mm -hmm. all right yeah, i take back my thank you dindrain i'm sorry oh. <laughs> i only get one thank you if you want to cancel being a patron and then resubscribe right away i would thank you again <laughs> so oh boy. i don't recommend that <laughs> we're on a we're on a hot streak already. So but buckle up, everybody. <laughs> for our patrons, go, you know, we obviously we've started one because we're a podcast and every podcast by law must now have one. But no, it really, it does go a long way. It helps us get the materials to put the show together. It helps us pay for the cost of like hosting the show and, you know, helps. Like I know, like I recently upgraded my microphone thanks to the support of patrons for our, our my other show and it you know obviously it goes a long way to kind of helping us out so if you mm -hmm. like what you are hearing and why wouldn't you go to patreon.com slash psychoanalysis podcast there is bonus content for everyone at every level we're going to be recording a q a show very shortly we got to talk about scheduling that but Yes, we'll be doing that. Um, I have another <laughs> medicine chest episode coming. I'm sorry, I have another um, treatment plan episode coming up where I'm going to be doing Citadel and Agoraphobia uh, this month. And then we also have, which we're going to be recording right after this, and it'll probably even be up before this show goes live, um, our medicine chest episode uh, where we give you our recommendations of what we're like watching, playing, listening to, and all that. So 
patreon.com slash psychoanalysis podcast tiers start at three bucks yeah um all right so we are going to get started does everyone have your fear streets um, yes poised and ready oh yeah all right it's nude and prepared Go to Netflix.com and queue up Fear Street Part 1, 1994. And then shall we count down and hit play together? Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to count you down 3, 2, 1, and then we will say hit play. So not on 1, 3, 2, 1, hit play, and then we'll be synced up, folks. All right, are we ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, 3, 2, 1, hit play. <gasps> Oh, what does that mean? The end? Yeah. What could it mean? Menacing music playing. Oh. (laughs) Uh oh. At first, I thought this logo was like Criterion logo, and I'm like, that's a bold. (laughs) bold You know, they started with that 70s horror collection. Yes. Now they're here. Oh, the wrong number. I read that book. Mm -hmm. I never read a Fear Street, Street book until Friday evening. Oh, really? Which one did you read? I read the first one. Is it Fear Street? It's just called called Fear Fear? Street, yeah. Oh, scandal. I had all of them. Oh, wait, here we go. First Uh, needle drop. Needle drop. Christopher Pike, man. I see. I love Nine Inch Nails. Actually, I don't really know that much about Nine Inch Nails, but I love, love this song. Yeah, it's from the best album, Downward Spiral. Um, It always just reminds me of Seven. But I see. But sorry, Mike, you were saying that your first Fear Street the other night. How would you like it? I would say that young adult literature has come a long way. And I don't mean that in a snarky way. Like, I, you know, I mean, for the time, obviously, it was really popular and I can understand the appeal of it. But what amazed me is just like how a couple of decades later, how much young adult literature has changed. And it's written partly, I guess, because so many adults read it now as well. Mm-hmm. But it's it. I think it takes for granted that kids can kind of handle a lot more depth and a lot better characterization and a lot yeah. more plotting. So, yeah. and I mean, Arl Stein was Arl Stein. Like his whole thing was kind of setting up stock characters and silly mm-hmm. situations. And Fear Street was just like the slightly sexier version. Yeah. Speaking mm. of sexy, this guy is a sex doll. Ha 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 ha. So we have our first kind of wink to scream here with this is uh, Maya Hawk, the daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman. So oh, that kind of in a, she looks like that. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> yes, like um, incredibly beautiful, wide set eyes. Yeah, uh-huh. yes, mm-hmm. um, kind of scruffy, beautiful too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. So this is, um, but yeah, like a little nod to scream with you know obviously Drew Barrymore the daughter of like Hollywood royalty, John Barrymore, mm-hmm. and I forget who Drew Barrymore's mom is now. Oh, I don't shit. Know. I don't remember either. Because her grandfather was... Yes, John Barrymore. Your... John Barrymore. Yeah. And I don't know if I know who either of her parents are. Good details on those Steve Madden shoes for being yes. mm-hmm. that it is. I definitely had those. I don't actually know yep. if they're Steve Madden, but that was the look. Yep. I had that, that similar outfit, too. Oh, Okay, yeah. so they don't say Fear Street on them. Because no. I was hearing, that, seeing this, not criticism. Oh, look, Stephen King, Insomnia. Um, I was seeing this uh, criticism is like, if these books are Fear Street, they exist in the Fear Street universe. Does nobody mention that there's a book series based on 
our town. But the uh, books don't actually say Fear Street. It's just no. the Yeah, they're just the, the covers. Title. I'm assuming that if yep. you opened them up in this universe, they would have slightly different details that don't mention mm-hmm. Sarah Fear or any of those no. things. Yeah. Oh, people and I will say that criticize. was not a criticism that I had. No, I know. I know. And that I saw. my yeah. exasperation is um, at the internet. <laughs> just perpetually. Just, my God. Head, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had all of them on pa- in paperback. I had, a, I mean, I don't know if I actually had all of them, but I had most of them for sure. And all the Goosebumps books. And my mom has kept almost everything that I've ever had in my life in her basement. And the one thing Aww. that she decided abruptly to give away to charity was all of my Fear Street and all of my Goosebumps books. And I was Aww. like, no. <laughs> so I still, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-oh, he stabbed the book. Oh, no. This guy must hate literature. <laughs> I think so. He hates reading. Yeah. yeah. Much Maybe like he can't most read. of America now, but. Mm. I do love them all. I this love is, them all aesthetic. This... Yeah. My first bookstore was in a mall, too. Book oh, world. yeah. Walden Books for me. Walden Books, yeah. I don't think we had a Walden Books around here. You think you'd say mall? Around these parts. Mall at night, Sailor's Delight. <laughs> I don't know. Mall at morn, Walkers. Yeah. S- um, sailors, word. go away or you'll get arrested. <laughs> I do like the homage to Scream, but... It's a... It's a- the, kind of the subversion of it. Like, I love how this scene ends. I think it's great. I was, I mean, I, there's a few moments throughout the series where they kind of shot for shot recreate. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. horror movie things. I'm not a huge fan of that because I, I don't know. It just it irritates me because I'm grumpy, but <laughs> like why well, and you know, come up with, I get it. Just do new shots, please. I've seen thing. this shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's just me Which, being a grump. And I'm not, a lot of times I am kind of over it, but I like how they do it at the end of this and you know we'll get there but um yeah Yeah. i also like the all the and i know those aren't like one for one like i do like that right there uh one for one silver silver shamrock mask but they do kind of resemble them oh yeah Mm -hmm. now that's an easter egg i would have enjoyed yeah Yeah. i wonder if there's like copyright issues with the silver shamrock yeah probably I do like the black light. That reminds me of middle school and high mm-hmm. school. I love a black light poster. Mm-hmm. Is this supposed to be like Spencer's, do you think? Yeah, it oh, must be. Must be. Because this would be yeah. pretty hot topic. I feel like hot topic is about two or three years away from kind yeah. of overtaking. It's more of a late night. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, ooh. In a lava yeah. lamp. Yeah. Love the lava lamp. We got lamp. it all. Okay, so this is well, I guess it's aside from finding the bodies, this is straight out of scream. Oh yeah. So I'm watching with the right there, this shot, like you said, Laura, it's like straight yeah. out of scream. And it was like I until I really started to just enjoy the movie on its own, it was a complaint I had. I'm just like, why am I just not watching right. Scream again right now? But no, it does was, become it its does. own thing. It totally See, does. But this is what I like because mm-hmm. she, this, well, not that. Right, like, not there. I like that she takes his mask off yeah. because that's what, like, she does that in Scream and we don't see who it is. Right. And so we see who this is and then the next thing happens and, like, yeah, it well, sets fuck, you up. What are we doing now, you know? And I will say that I, I do like that about this series in general is that it, 
it takes these horror tropes, but then embeds them within its own kind of world building. It's good world building. Um, yeah. And mm -hmm. it, it ends up being enjoyable, even though yeah. I was initially annoyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first time I watched it, I was like, what are we doing here? I know. But I then... like, come on. The first time Blow I watched it, I thought that was Ryan from The Office. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember that guy's name. It's Ashley something. But he was in, he's apparently in Succession, although I can't remember. Oh, yeah. He's um, mm -hmm. Shiv's lover in succession i've been told but, to watch that show and i have not yet watched it i do like this credit sequence i loved it yeah i do too say so lee janiak's first film honeymoon is brilliant i highly recommend it we get a lot of exposition done for us in this credit sequence and i was at first mm -hmm. like why are they doing a tv style credit sequence on a film but this actually does a lot of work which i and mm -hmm. i like that it it keeps it out of the dialogue yeah i agree plus it looks really cool and it looks great yeah it's very 90s mm -hmm. i wish i was good at stuff like this because i mean what a fun job that would be designing a credit sequence like mm -hmm. this no i mean like how many little horror and 90s references can we get in there and then make this look a certain way oh yeah it's it's mm, yum yum Ew, I, which I is funny yum. because i ju i just <laughs> yum 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 <laughs> like yum, it yum. just technically gave the body count of the second film too yeah but it kind of you know it just kind of passes in one ear and out the other it doesn't take away from right. anything oh totally yeah but it's one of the things that's fun to on rewatch oh you know? totally like, oh yeah uh -huh. totally deviant milkman god i hate a deviant milkman I this also too. gives me a little bit of blair witch Mm-hmm. especially i ended up watching that doc documentary that fake documentary about Blair Witch mm -hmm. after we recorded our episode. And there was so much fun stuff in that. Yeah. This, this whole, I'm getting little bits of that in this credit mm -hmm. sequence. It actually does take us through the whole time arc of the three films in the credit sequence. Mm -hmm. So here so is going to be, needle drop. here's going to be one of my complaints about the movie is a lot of the music they use is post-1994, which sounds like a really minor complaint, but I think if you're trying to get... If you're setting it specifically in 1994, having songs from like 96, 97, 98... Yeah, I find it distracting, personally. It's really distracting. It, it's what, like... And it was one of those things I started to look up when the songs actually come out because my brain was like not letting me get kind of invested in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why is that? And it was that little, like, I know this song is post 94. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think especially for those of us that were alive yeah. and sort of cognizant during this time period, mm -hmm. it just sort of takes you out of it. And I, I mean, I'm a big fan of attention to detail because when attention to mm -hmm. detail is done right, you don't notice it when it's not, yeah. you do. Um, yeah. And I also think like, I mean, there's moments for me, in this whole series where the songs work really well. And then there's other moments where I'm like, I'm going to gouge my own eyes out because this mm -hmm. is such an mm -hmm. obvious and obnoxious choice. And it's like, they don't let, let give it room to breathe, you know, especially at the beginning. It's like song, mm. song, 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 song. Yeah. Like, okay, we get yeah. it. Also, I mean, I don't think AOL looked exactly like, that. okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this where I sit <laughs> here and criticize everything. Okay. Shut the fuck up, Lara. Ooh, my lady. Does Milady. he call lady? This is funny. <laughs> Which always reminds me of that Fraser episode where um, <laughs> Fraser has apparently called a patient sister my lady in bed. <laughs> so then it becomes this whole like 
thing that the family jokes about. And then, like it's Sarah Silverman too. And they're like, we can't, yes, you can't be my I therapist. About that. I just yeah. like, you know, anyone who knows me knows that like my sweet spot for music is like 91 to 95. And there's so much like great music from this era that could have been, they could have used a few B-sides, some of the less obvious like hit singles. They're all like hit mm-hmm. singles. It's yeah. like, okay, there were other songs. And yeah, I, that's good. I was just going to say, I get that they're going for a certain target audience and a certain vibe. It's just, you know, with any kind of property like this, like oh. you're going to pick it apart because they're hitting that nostalgia button. So it's going to yeah. turn a bunch of us into grumpy assholes. You know, it's just, <laughs> I, I get it and I hate myself for it. Oh, see, and I'm smack in the middle of the target zone for all of this music. Like these might have might as well mm-hmm. have been my mixtapes. That yeah. is the soundtrack. So I'm like, yeah, I yeah, garbage that song. It was later, but I don't care because I get to hear it, you yeah. know, so like and it, I get people that are bugged by it. It's just not something that bugs me. Mm-hmm. At least not in this. It one. does make me miss the time when like soundtracks are a thing. And you would mm-hmm. get totally. like an awesome like mixtape like tailor made for. I mean, I don't know if people would really remember like say like the crow for example or singles for example mm-hmm. i think a big part of the nostalgia for those movies is like how good the soundtracks were and how they yeah. wove it in time. and all that yeah yeah, yeah. Nine Reality Nails. Bites was one of my big ones speaking yeah. of ethan hawk i love that soundtrack mm-hmm. and i was gonna say speaking of nine inch nails the crow soundtrack was a big yeah. nine inch nails oh, yeah. vehicle yeah uh-oh <gasps> and I do love this song. <laughs> but yeah, this is later, I think, too. It's later. This is on oh, 16 Stone. Came out, like, it was a hit in 96, but I think it actually did come out in 94, like, the album it was uh-huh. on. So, so I think that, yeah, they think technically, yeah. I think that they, because I was, like, fact-checking some of the ones in 78, and they all were technically... Mm-hmm by or before 78 so I, I don't know maybe i'm just being a dipshit here no this is when the whiplash of the needle drops does get me mm-hmm. this is a great song i wish i was your lover i think yeah, i had this, this on song. i had that on cd signal i had like six versions of that song oh yeah I like this song too. And the thing is like, I like all of these yeah. songs. But yeah. I want to hear the whole quick. song. Yeah. It's just too much yeah. too quick. Especially at the beginning, either just like do a true montage. That's like a music video or like, just mm-hmm. chill it the fuck out for five minutes. Like just yeah. give it some room to breathe. And I remember seeing this criticism on Twitter before I had seen the movie. And I was like, no, how can it be bad? There are so many amazing songs and I don't care how fast they are. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't think either necessary, like either approach is right or wrong. Like it can work, can work either way. I do like that as Josh was walking down the hall past this, I forget the character's name. Uh, he was doing the Konami, the uh, Konami, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start mm-hmm. sheet, which um, minor spoiler, like it <laughs> comes into play in the speech in the third movie. I know we're not going to. Yeah. Why are you in the girl's room with your mm-hmm. wallet chain? This is very yeah. edgy. Yeah. You don't give a fuck. Nope. I just saw this actor in um, Woman in the Window. Oh, is that good? Yeah. With Amy Adams? Yeah. I give it a great big meh. Corey thinks that I look like Amy Adams with brown hair. And every once in a while I see it. But like whenever we watch something with her, it's like, oh, you look like Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. I could see it in your bone structure, but, you know. Yeah, I think it's more like the shape of my face, mm-hmm. but, you know. 
I also frequently wear shirts like in that movie American Hustle that are like just super low cut and very inappropriate. You yeah. Know, so yeah, mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's summertime. I've what really, else? Hot girl summer. <laughs> right. I've really I've worn nothing all summer but banana hammocks. That's pretty much. Really. Uh, You're going full Borat. Full Borat is basically <laughs> what I'm doing this summer. Nice. My clients you know, I've, I've, don't I've, like it very much, but you know. <laughs> What are you that's do? what they pay extra for, right? Yes, they do. <laughs> I don't understand the oh. character choice of making the valedictorian cheerleader a drug dealer. Like, that was one of the things that confused me about the character. She's supposed to be complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like she's doing everything she can to get out of the town. So whether that's like mm-hmm. being perfect, also saving up a bunch of money. I mean, so in that sense, I get it. And she's just like, she thinks no one will catch her because she's just that smart. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if they just kind of wanted a way to get them to this football game too. So she's a cheerleader and she's in the band. So this is how they're on a bus, mm-hmm. you know? I also do feel like somehow, and I don't know why, because it's been too long because since I've read the books, because my mother gave them all away, um, these feel like Fear Street characters. Like, like yeah. you know, it was a thing in a lot of like '90s, you know, movies and books where like people that don't really make sense together as a clique are like friends. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It just has a vibe that feels mm-hmm. very true to the source material. Yeah, yeah. kind of like you like. I don't want to say token characters, but like your yeah. character that fits specific roles, you know? Exactly. Like they have to say, have the valedictorian cheerleader character. They have to have yeah. the like, you know, nerdy girl, uh, you know, it's like, but they've tried to like nuance them a little bit. Yeah. I do like this song also. Um, Speaking of cheerleading, this was a cheerleading dance that I did in middle school. And we, my, I had to audition for something. Our cheerleading coach made us and we all just got, in front of this huge audience and completely bombed and it was very embarrassing <laughs> excellent this is one of my favorite radiohead songs and i love love yeah. it it's Please. the only really good radiohead song what there the i said it wow you're gonna you're burning a lot of people right now you're I playing know. with fire well you know what get ready to hate me because i think their first two albums are their best that's yeah <laughs> I saw them. I mean, not you hate me. I hate each other. Haters. No, you have to hate each other now. That's how it works. (laughs) No, I feel like we would be on the same page, right? I'm definitely. I'm exaggerating, but I did. I saw them open for Belly, a Providence-based band, like back when they were touring for Pablo Honey, and they were pretty incredible live. Like just a wall of guitars. Mm. Um, I do like like Tom York's like um, his Suspiria soundtrack is amazing. So it's I just love like, you know, that movie. Yeah. yeah. And I think I've talked about it in comfort horror before or um, uplifting moments. Like yeah. that movie is just so um, soothing to me. And a big part mm-hmm. of it is because of the score. Yeah. I've never gotten more than like 20 minutes past the original Suspiria Argento's. Like I just always like, nope, like about 20 minutes in, but I do love the remake. Actually, my yeah. wife asked about, watching that the other night for like on the couch she wanted to watch something but i'm like yeah it's really long and i'm not it's I'm not so a, long you know, it yeah. is it's a it's a background watch for yeah. me but it's a great like i've watched it three times in one day mm-hmm. as a background watch because i just love it but yeah when i actually like i fell asleep the halfway through the first time i watched it I used yeah, to make my, boxes like made that. my ex mm-hmm. actually nauseous he thought he was really gonna pay, uh, 
paint <laughs> faint when the scene where she, all her bones break. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, he literally like put his hand on my arm in the theater and was like, I might have to leave. <laughs> and I was laughing yeah. at him. Mostly because it just, was just funny to me. Anyway. <laughs> that That's gore that doesn't really bother me. And I wonder if it's because most of it, it's not overly bloody gore, you know, but then like those hooks mm-hmm. when she picks the hooks up. Mm. Everyone, this is Sam. Sam is a Hi, girl. Sam. Yes. Thank that you. genuinely threw me for a loop when I saw it. But mm-hmm. hey, I'm all, I'm here for it. No, I was I was like, oh, that's fun. Because I thought yeah. that they were going to, yeah, you know, they, I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's like a lame boyfriend thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it was, yeah. it, was, it was a lame girlfriend thing. And I was yeah. like, that's nice. That, that was yeah. nicely done. It does bother me why she's so mad at her. Yes. Like, for existing in a family that moves further away. Like, How she dare your parents get divorced. Yeah. And I get that there's exactly. like, it's the whole sun. I mean, I think it's supposed, it doesn't really read perfectly to me, but I get yeah. that it's supposed mm-hmm. to be the whole Sunnyvale. If you move there, it's kind of like you're being a, you know, you're betraying the it's whole like town. It's like moving to Shelbyville if you're Right, it is. Yeah, the show, yeah it's, it's a it's Pawnee, Eagleton, Eagleton. Shelbyville. Yes. Totally. Yeah. It's like small town America stuff, but I do think it seems yeah. incredibly disproportionate. And if I were Sam, I'd be like, fuck you, really? Fuck yeah. off. Uh-huh. My problem with Dina in this movie is like her character is like angry. Like that's the only note she hits for an hour. And, I'll, you know, again, minor spoiler, it's definitely as the movies go on there's a lot more development that's done to her character and it makes it easy to root for her by the third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this movie is pretty much like I am angry. Um, you know, and it's kind of hard to watch that for an hour and 50 minutes sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's not even, you know, that is a pretty immature mm-hmm. response that I would imagine maybe a high school student. Right. Yeah. And that's where I'm, I'm though. struggling with it because it's like, I think when they probably developed this as a franchise, they developed the entire three story arc, you know? And so they're thinking, okay, yeah. her mm-hmm. character will be developed in this way, but with the way they're released, you really lock in on her characterization mm-hmm. in the first film, which is yeah. believable as like a small town teenage yeah. girl, you know, mm-hmm. but she goes through growth in the other two installments. So it's like, but then of course people rush mm-hmm. to judgment online and are yammering about, yeah. care, you know, so it's like, well, that's the, yeah, that's yeah. Just how the question. Yeah. Would you, cause this is this, these movies have been like very popular on Netflix since they've come out. I think people have kind of mainlined them. I think all three were in the top 10. Mm-hmm. for most mm-hmm. watch right now would you go to like a six-hour screening of all of these movies back to back to back if i if there was a substantial like a 30 minute break in between i would definitely yeah and make a whole day out of it no yeah. breaks and they lock the theater so you can't have no why would i do that mm-hmm. that sounds Kidding. awful <laughs> can you bring a bottle Awfully entertaining <laughs> yeah everybody has to piss in their empties <laughs> That's how they did it in the 90s. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just very I think that would be it'd be a fun way to see a movie. I think that would be a fun experience. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I so I'm writing like I I decided like the Nola Ah words, everyone. Um, I'm gonna write a strong female antagonist thing about Sarah Fear. Mm-hmm. She's the next one. And I just have kind of saved watching the last one until I can watch them all three together. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to doing that. It's just hard to carve out six hours, you know? Yeah. No. Ooh. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Laura. 
Oh, no, I didn't. I, I think all I was going to say is that it sort of speaks to the development of this material for a streaming platform. It's not likely that in past, even before last year, that something like this would have been greenlit or developed mm -hmm. in this way. No. It's a very specific way of releasing, marketing, mm -hmm. generating buzz no. around, and, and watching content. Oh, the original idea was to release all three in theaters this before netflix picked it up really? they were going to release all three in theaters that year um, that actually really surprises me it just like and i in and lee janiac was gonna do part one and three and then the director they had for part two like the timing didn't work so she was able to do all three at once at that point um and then once I think like the original rights were uh, they lost the rights to it. Netflix picked it up and said, we'll just do them back to back to back within a week, which I really liked. I thought that worked nice, really yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, it feel I, that's why it surprised me so much because it really feels like it was developed for mm -hmm. the way they released these. Like yeah. I just couldn't mm -hmm. imagine it being a theatrical release. I, but I guess, I guess I'm wrong. You think of all the money that goosebumps made, you know, goosebumps made, Beku box, so you're in a. Mm -hmm. Well, and like if you think about like what you were saying about Dina's character, her being kind of angry, like mm -hmm. we only have a week or two yeah. weeks to see her kind of arc develop. If I had to wait a year in between, I probably wouldn't have gone back to it. Yeah, right, and I think it's worked out in their favor because there's this, like this is incredibly <laughs> irresponsible. Yeah, I mean this is so fucked up. This is wicked fucked up. But I, the way I understood it also was because her nose started bleeding that that was like the spirit of Sarah Fear, like mm -hmm. making her mm -hmm. do that. So I think so. That's how yeah. I read it. Because otherwise I would have been like, whoa, you would know that would kill people. <laughs> this is right. where, again, let me pick your musical choices. That's where like a bikini kill rebel girl. Totally. <laughs> exactly. And perfect. if like if they had spaced it out a little bit, it's just been instead they do the friggin orchestral soundtrack at that point. Mm. I don't know. That's what I mean. Yeah. I get really and the orchestral soundtrack. I do like. Oh, it I is. I wish it just mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it is screams Marco uh, Beltrami doing the mm -hmm. score for it. So yeah, I guess I do get a little um, particular about how music is used in no. film. I'm realizing how much of a friggin' nerd I am in these moments <laughs> where I'm like, wow, like I'm sitting here getting legitimately annoyed. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's psychotic. <laughs> like... I will say, after watching this in '78. I started to go down like a rabbit hole of watching like a lot of like nineties alternative, like rock videos that like, I was mm -hmm. literally up till two 30 in the morning, just like watching different ones. It stuns me how in a span of like three or four years, you went from having really incredible stuff from bands like the breeders and the flaming lips and super chunk to like all of a sudden it's disturbed and corn and limp biscuit. And it's like, what happened? George like, W. Bush happened. Oh, but this still would have been the Clinton years. Still would have been late nineties. Yeah. Even like disturbed and corn and stuff like yeah, that. That was like ninety eight for the first disturbed. Like down with the sickness. I really? Believe. That would have. I would have. Yeah. I would have died thinking that was like the year two thousand. Yeah. Oh, I because I remember in two thousand one, disturbed redid like stone cold steve austin's theme song for the wwe and it was terrible like <laughs> they did like a, a bad remix of it of yeah and it was yeah so it was definitely like 98 99 huh. um 
I guess it was like yeah, that yeah, ninety eight to ninety nine. I think is when things really like Changed. turned extreme. Like you know, yeah. with the really big X, like kind of everything yeah. mm-hmm. sort of became like an energy drink. And boy bandy too. Mm-hmm. Like I remember yeah. that was a big. It was like the, those were like the two diametrically opposing energies yeah. that basically defined the cultural mm-hmm. vacuum of that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is some terrible police work going on here. Oh, I mean, yeah. truly. We have a and witness th- that saw you with the, a responsible adult that saw you with the cooler. Well, did anyone else? Well, I guess you're right. What can we do? Yeah. No. Um, yeah, and I will say kind of kind of along the lines of some of the like, how is the cheerleader, the valedictorian, like mm-hmm. a lot of this feels very yeah. YA literature of the 90s. Like yeah. I've recently read a Christopher Pike book and was like, OK, this makes sense. Like if you if you're 15, yes. you know, like yeah. right. you don't really you just have don't much about life it. experience, mm-hmm. you know, it's exactly. just extreme. You know, it's like oh. you go from like one to 10, mm-hmm. you know, totally, totally. It's very yeah, it's like they they wrote it like they themselves were a 15 year old like you gotta think like that you know or even younger maybe which i kind of like because that's like i read this christopher pike book um when i was on the pike cast i read it in like a day and a half because it just goes so fast because you don't have to think you know it's like it just washes over you yeah you you just in one hole and out the other um yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry i was looking up the cop's name the cop is I wish the cop had a little bit more meat on him in this. I mean, as if he's supposed to, because, you know, no spoilers, but he gets his background gets brought up, you know, more. He gets mm-hmm. fleshed out more mm-hmm. as a background character, but like adult cop, yeah. like I'm not yeah. getting much from him. And I'm- it's Ashley Zuckerman. I looked up the actor and he's great. He's in A Teacher, too, which is the mm-hmm. Hulu series nope. that I don't know if either of you've seen it. Mm-hmm. but I've heard very good things, but I haven't seen it, Bill. It's really good. It did really stress me out, yeah. though, in a, in a pretty good way. But it was it was triggering in a way I was not expecting it yeah. to be triggered. But he's great in it. It's, it is really well done. I want to say that ready. only in a movie like these 1,500 square foot nice brick homes on a quiet street, this is considered the poor town. Right, exactly. Only in like, a movie, right? Yeah, as I'm sitting here like living in like an incredibly small, narrow, two-bedroom apartment that's mm-hmm. falling apart on me yeah. while I work, you know, a normal job full-time yep. a little like this looks say, like paradise <laughs> like folks come to the city i work for the school district i work for if you want to see soul crushing poverty i will mm. give you a tour um yeah yeah it's like yeah. that in like riverdale and all that kind of shit too mm. and like they show the you know i mean i guess they actually have jughead at least live in a trailer in that but mm. like you know it's mm. it's these sort of candy land versions of what reality yeah. is yeah it's more just kind of like grunge you know yeah everything looks like like a cool person's house in portland mm-hmm. yeah my wife Grunge and frizzy hair yeah. my wife has the quality. idea or had the idea of us buying a trailer oh pj harvey 50 foot queen <laughs> such a great album yes, my wife had the idea oh, so good. <laughs> buying a um you know, we'll get back to this story. We've got little rob zombie and i'm going to say for the record i think rob zombie has made three brilliant movies for what they are is Halloween 2, Devil's Rejects, and Lords of Salem. And I find him incredibly easy to root for, even if I don't love his stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a dude who like loves making movies with his wife. I don't think anyone has ever come off his set with like a Me Too moment with Rob Zombie. And mm-hmm. he, you know, I just Seems wish like somebody... a nice man. He is. Yeah. You know, 
Which is uh, funny because of his stuff having this reputation for just being like really twisted. He's just like, I love my wife. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is weird. And I will say, because I I agree with you and I don't know that much about him and I'm not a Mm -hmm. huge fan of his music. Not that I don't like it. It's Mm -hmm. just not Not his aesthetic. It's just not for me. And his aesthetic is a little too grimy and usually too gory for me, Mm -hmm. um, which probably will not surprise anyone. And there's an, and it surprises me because now that I think about it, I think you're probably right. Like I've never heard, I don't think women are talked to in a way that I love in his movies, but sure. it's, oh, it's awful. not, like, yeah, <laughs> Agree. Agree. but I, I mean, it does like, I think it always says something about a director when actors want to keep working with yeah. you, totally, you know, and he's yeah. got this really strong core of mm-hmm. people that he keeps working with. So. And I, yeah. and I will say, you know, to his credit, I do find the material like misogynistic and a little hard to deal with at times, but he is intentionally making exploitation films. Mm -hmm. I do think he sort Mm -hmm. of knows what he's doing with it. And I really do appreciate that about his movies, even though I'm sitting there going like, I'd rather not be watching this for most of it. But I, so he really gets that aesthetic and that, that energy. Uh, And he's just kind of like a weird nerd for that shit. And he makes those, I mean, you know, so I, I don't dislike the guy at all. Yeah. yeah. And I will also say I've only seen about three of his movies. Yeah. yeah. So. And like it's, you know, the, the ones that don't work for me really don't work. And I wish other mm-hmm. people would write his scripts. Yeah. Because I think he has like <laughs> yeah. a phenomenal eye, but he can't write dialogue. Totally. Yeah. I would love to see him as a director work with somebody who's a little bit more thoughtful as a yeah. writer. That would be a really fun yeah. experiment. Did y'all hear this? her just say yes, my so-called life? She did life. say my so-called yes. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have come up with like a drinking game or something. Oh this. yeah, but I know that, that I know it just time. like drinking soda water or whatever. But you know, yeah. this scene yeah. really doesn't work for me. Like we're recruiting the two young like African American girls to like sort the drugs for them. That is, yeah, that's that is go not well. cool. That's no, not it's good. definitely not cool. I, I mean, I, I there was a lot of talk online about these characters being unlikable, and I mm. I, I find these two maybe I, it's not even unlikable isn't there isn't the right word it's like they're just irredeemable not, yeah they're just like written as kind of not having a ton of empathy or thoughtfulness um they mm-hmm. may be a you know a little on the like <laughs> so you know uh sociopathic mm-hmm. end of the spectrum you know they <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they have some cluster b tendencies let's put it that way which i find yes. kind of interesting because you don't really see a lot of characters that are written that way without like also having a moment where they're like, but actually mm-hmm. I'm watching uh-huh. out for my baby brother who has cancer or something, you know, they don't right. give them that moment. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. interesting. You know, that's but, just what they're like. But yeah. then, then there are moments where I like her because she's, you know, she's tough and she stands up for herself and mm-hmm. other people, you know, but, but yeah, there's some things in here where you're like, Whoa, that's bad, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> well, I think at the end of the movie, you're supposed to feel for them because it gets pinned on them. And you're right. like, yeah, they've never had it where it feels earned. Like, no, now I have sympathy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's difficult here. And, you know, I mean, I, if you know me, you know, one of my big complaints about a lot of like late 90s to current horror movies is characters aren't very likable. Um, that happens like time and time and again. I think there are some likable people in this movie, though. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is it? I don't feel like they were written to be particularly likable no. or unlikable, which is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what my takeaway is, but I saw a ton of discourse about the character's likability, and it, that's just not what stood out to me. That's mm-hmm. not the thought I had. It wasn't likable, yeah. unlikable. I was like, these are unusually written characters. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. say, too, like 
I am a mid 40 something dude and these movies are definitely not meant for me and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like if they hit differently for someone else, that's totally fine as well. I mean, when so. they did the marketing, they didn't have you up on their board as one no. of the personas. <laughs> Well, and I think they they kind of did and they kind of didn't. And I wonder because I mean this is a lot of this is based on nostalgia for people mm-hmm. that read these books when they yeah. were teenagers. And I was mm-hmm. like I was in high school in 1994, you know. So, but I feel like it's like there's this weird middle ground yeah. that maybe it's just that they couldn't quite find that. I think know? I had just aged out of when these books would have hit, I think. Mm. Um, that's why I did Christopher Pike. Like that would have been, if I was born a few years later, like it would have been Fear Street. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah. I am just past the age of it. And these were the gate- I was- gateway to me for more adult no. thrillers. Like the, you know, it was like, at first I liked mm-hmm. Goosebumps and then it was like, let's see mm-hmm. what else I can handle, Fear Street. And then it was like, well, maybe I'll take my mom's Stephen King book yeah. off the shelf. You know, so <laughs> totally. it was yeah. a totally mm-hmm. natural progression for me. Mm-hmm. And Fear Street. I was already reading Fear Street before Goosebumps was yeah. a thing or mm-hmm. a thing I was aware of, yeah. so I never read any Goosebumps. But and I I read it a cup one a couple of years ago for a book club. I read The Night of the Living Dummies mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, this is for ten year olds. No, it's <laughs> really for children. This is not like, for me, which is great. Like I kind of want my daughter to read some. Oh yeah, you know? they were so much fun. And those covers, mm-hmm. they always had like just the bright, colorful covers with like the goosebumps part was like puffed up, you know, and mm-hmm. like yeah. So it was color texture. They were exciting, you know. It was like a collect them all kind of thing, you know. And and it was it had an element of danger to it that made them just extra fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this, Josh, in this movie, Josh is the best. I would Which watch. One is Josh? Josh is the brother of who? He's Little a... brother on the internet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just I never remember character names ever. I'm the same. Uh, I don't either. Yeah, yes, he is. Unless we're I... writing a synopsis about it. He's a great character. Oh, I love this he song. Is. I fucking love this song so much. This feels all odd to me. Yeah, <laughs> like this whole. Like, um... Yeah, this whole sequence is weird. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. He know never what comes back here. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it at all, but I love that song. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there definitely was a trend in like the mid-90s where you had some like gender-bending characters in like a lot of indie movies where you didn't quite know what they were going for overall, and it added like an element of like mystique or danger. So maybe that's what it is, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and, and they did sync it up with that song, which is like a gay, you know, or I should say like a mm-hmm. queer song, you know? I didn't yeah. even make that connection because I was too distracted by how much I like that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, what the hell? I don't get this at all. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to go think- Google what the fuck is up with this. It's And it's not so much like that he is a queer character or that he is kind of more, it's just... I. I it's just weird. It, it, I, I it don't just get it. It feels tonally odd. Because they know? also have him being the one like supplying drugs to the kids. Yes. So he's coded as <laughs> right. like, a, yeah. a, a somewhat villainous. And Lord knows there's a history of queer coded characters being villainous. But yeah. but I don't feel like that's what they were going for either. I just it's just baffling. Yeah. Well, and with the nurse sitting there too, like I feel like that that fits in another movie. You know, right. it's like suddenly we just walked into something else. And okay, it's not, when I Google know. Betty Fear Street, I get Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it was a thing in the '90s. That and Pier One were my jams. Josh rocking the Iron Maiden shirt with the tuck <laughs> with the tucked in jean shirt, like the denim. Tucked That's a in. blue chambray shirt, I believe. 
I definitely rocked that look in the early 90s a little bit. I'm <laughs> embarrassed to say. Oh, I remember uh, um, I had a friend that I had a crush on who had an American Eagle shirt that he would wear. And he would wear it just like that and be like, hey, Chris, I like your American Eagle shirt. And I'd do it every every time I wore it. We never dated. It's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening right now. Oh, chance. right. Hey, Chris, what you up to? <laughs> Still got that shirt, too? Yeah. <laughs> it is not cool to stalk your ex-girlfriend when she's in the hospital. Yes. Yeah, it's freaking weird. Yeah. Ooh. It's definitely not cool to stalk your girlfriend in the hospital after you put her in there by throwing a five-gallon <laughs> jug of no, right. <laughs> Whether or not you yeah. were possessed by a witch, you really need to have a conversation later. Oh, that guy got killed. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, haircut. But he dead. barely had a personality. <laughs> His personality hadn't even had time to grow. I know. Aww. He, he did have the Nick like, Carter hair. If like yeah. Chris O'Connell and um, or Jerry O'Connell and Dawson from Dawson's Creek had a kid, Ooh. like that's what I could see that. He's he got the Vanderbeek like. hair. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that well, '90s flop. We had to wait mm-hmm. until his life was over to make that joke. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that was very aggressive. Uh, I know. <laughs> I wasn't ready well, for that. Opportunity not to use that song too, by the way. And okay, have you watched Nine on Netflix recently? The I mean, old I'm sure one, the or- yesterday, oh, right? The no. original, yeah. They they can't they lost the rights to the song, so it's a different song at the beginning. What it's the, like, the theme song? That it's not done. The theme song. Done. You shouldn't. I I appreciate. No, that's not no two and no. It's uh. I don't want to wait. Oh, the Dawson's Creek is. The I Dawson's you said Creek song. Oh wow. no! Uh, didn't I? Yeah, it's like you did. You did say nine hundred two one zero just for oh, the record, I'm but sorry. I now understand what you meant. Winks. Yes. I apologize, everyone. I meant Dawson's you? Creek, the different. So they have a different. Probably. They don't have the Paula Cole song. That's insane. No, that's the whole thing. That's, I know you can't you do think that. It would make that much of a difference, but it really, really you can't, does. I mean, because like. There's even jokes like in I think it is a uh, uh, in Varsity Blues. Well, and also um, mm-hmm. oh god, urban legend. Uh, urban urban legend. legend. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jackson, like as soon as like and it's going, I don't want to. It was so iconic and so annoying and like mm-hmm. so associated with the vibes Ooh. of that show. Oh, bye, Betty. Bye, bye Felicia. Betty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say bye, Ooh. Felicia, at some point. Do they? Ooh. Ah, ah. Ah, ah, sorry, I'll stop doing that, I promise. <laughs> I will say the horror elements of this, the slasher-ness, oh, it's I good. love. They do a good work. job. I was actually, and it all escalates over the course of the film, too. I was pretty impressed mm-hmm. by the level of gore mm-hmm. and the killing sequences. Yeah. yeah. I didn't and think they were going to go there. Yeah, and the supernatural right. element is what makes me like it even more. Yeah, like uh, make a slasher and also add a witch in, and it's like, candy that's me. what brings mm-hmm. this all together for me really because it's like otherwise it would just be like when riverdale decides to recreate like some stupid thing for a season uh-huh. and it drives me fucking musical. crazy yeah, like the carry musical like exactly but but they take this adds something to it they don't just repeat mm-hmm. they add to it and that does have value yeah and i remember that was one of the things about fear street is like kids die 
you know yeah exactly that's what made them like you know and unlike in goosebumps and a lot of other things where it was like i got slime on me it was like people actually got killed in these books Mm -hmm. yeah this one the witch uh that i read by christopher pike like halfway through becomes die hard Mm -hmm. in a convenience store with like they go (laughs) buy illegal guns and it's just like what are we doing here Now I'll have the Dawson's Creek song in my head. I need another I needle drop for your stream. Not a lot of ways. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever there's a moment of silence, I'm going to wait one or two more beats and then just start singing this song. I don't want to wait, so I'm going to sing it right now. Okay, that, was, that was bad. <laughs> this is what happens when it's a live audio commentary. Yeah, you like us un- I know. Un- unfiltered. <laughs> you should hear all the dumb shit I say that I cut out. <laughs> but if you do like us, give us a five-star rated review at Apple iTunes and then sign up for our Patreon. I want to say we have had a string of like really kind reviews lately. We really yeah, have. People are so that. nice. I don't yeah. deserve it. Stop being Even, nice to me, but be nice to me. I think it's like we have to go about 20 or 30 reviews deep till we got like a three-star one. And even that one was like, it's more... That was more... the one like, could not confirm analytical practitioner. That was, that was a one-star review. That was oh, like, okay. well, I know what they're going for with the name, but... And I'm like, well, if you know oh, what we're going for, that three-star one... On it. The three-star one was... Um, we get more political sometimes than... Oh, that was um, the Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... You know. I can only yeah. assume... <laughs> No, 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 I'm kidding. Yeah, the Losers Club got one that was like, there's one girl on here and it always talks about her feelings. And I was like, that's a me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a, a me. me. That's a spicy mama here, a Mia. <laughs> like, sorry, not gonna stop. Can't stop. You should, stop. I'm gonna make you a shirt that says woman who talks about her feelings. <laughs> That would be if we had a psychoanalysis video game, like that would be your avatar and <laughs> right. character description. Just like perpetually sobbing or raging. Mine would be like... man who eats his feelings would be. Cool. Oh, yeah. well, that's me too. And I'd be a woman who has too many feelings and they're crushing her. <laughs> this I like this part though with the okay, wait. I'll wait oh, for the it. street part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is this a new cop? Oh, wow. Guess she can attack cops on Fear Street. Oh, she got witched. We don't have boyfriends, mister. We are each other's boyfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Boop, boop. (laughs) Sorry. Uh Uh-oh. She got his gun. (laughs) This part I like. Yep. They missed an opportunity to play Jenny's Got a Gun. This town is so... five seconds. (laughs) This town is so dead. I know, but it's so cool and ominous. Yeah. I guess everybody's at the big game. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's... Aren't they at the big game? I can't big remember what the, point in the narrative yeah, we are. Big game would have been the night before. Yeah, and that... they canceled it. Ooh, oh, we got Pet Cemetery. Oh. I do like that song, the uh, You Always Hurt the Ones You Love. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called Blue Valentine. Did you, any of you see it? With Not for a Michelle long Williams, time. You know, mm-hmm. 
that I watched and had like an emotional breakdown after. It's one of those kind of movies. That's why I haven't watched it in such a long, because it's just like an incredibly sad Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, that and Revolutionary Road. I I loved both of them. Don't think I could ever watch them again. So it makes me think of Levy in Las Vegas, and I could not say why. (laughs) I do like this. Yeah, this is really, I like just the way this is done. And I love this character, even though she's not fully a character, the like Mm -hmm. 50s or 60s hair. Mm-hmm. that'd be a fun halloween costume i was i literally had that thought the other day like because it would be relatively easy to put together mm-hmm. you'd get to feel cute mm-hmm. but but also be, evil totally yeah that's sam isn't so much a character so much someone that just needs to be rescued throughout mm-hmm. the movie she, yeah she doesn't really get room or time to have a lot of agency mm-hmm. now you know there's always <laughs> some character that that happens to in these movies mm-hmm. when you have more than like three central characters mm-hmm. Uh-oh. i want josh and the kid who played ben hanscom and i just yes <laughs> in, and also he was great in um I don't know if you watch the Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot when it came out a couple mm. years ago. It was, I watched like one or two episodes. Mm-hmm. I really dug it. The three-parter hmm. was really good. I oh, would like I to see it? them. I would like to see oh. them in like a buddy junior detective movie. Totally. Like they start a detective agency in high school and just have mysteries. I would <laughs> that would be the fun. shit out of that. That would be Bonus very point fun. if it involves microfiche. <laughs> yeah. I love microfiche. That could be the name of it. The microfiche files. That's like, yeah, yeah, or just like microfiche is just the title, but it's like microfish. Look, this made more sense in my head because I was like, <laughs> they're the, like the little shrimps at school. You see where yeah. I'm going with for here? I, I oh yeah, yeah, microfiche. In right, a but no, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Pond. We'll just we'll just ditch it. It's okay. Yeah. We can just put it, just burn it. There was a a show on Netflix called Everything Sucks. Have we talked about this before? And it was set in the '90s, and it, it was really sweet. And no. this one kid did it like a video music video to that Oasis song to like ask a girl out. It was it's really sweet. That he got sounds... the Columbia House CDs where you got like for a dollar you got like twenty CDs, but then you were like signed up to pay Forever. like seventy five dollars a CD yeah. for the next twenty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got in so much trouble for doing that. <laughs> You're like, I don't want the best oh. jazz hits every. Oh. I know. I love Uh-oh. that mask. This is a very Ben Hanscom, mm-hmm. well, or mm-hmm. uh, in the in the film version anyway yeah. sequence. Yeah, in the book, Just, it's Mike. Justice it's, that's for what Mike I was just Hanlon. trying to. I, I just like completely mm-hmm. blanked on Mike's character name, but mm-hmm. it's really actually a Mike Hamlin moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All we're missing there is the new kids in the block poster. <laughs> yeah, man, I had a big. Crush I don't on think you're class. okay. Mm-mm. What was I going to say? Oh, um, 90s shows. Have you seen Pen15? No, but I've nope. heard it's so bad. Oh, my God. You both will freaking lose your shit. <laughs> like, it is so funny. It's such a weird conceit to have these two adult actresses playing, like, junior high versions of themselves, mm-hmm. even though everyone else is legitimately, like, junior high age. But it's so <laughs> for the episode where they first get the internet, I have maybe never laughed so hard because it's, they just ended, like, mm-hmm. the awkward teen girlness of it. They just capture so beautifully. I'll have to watch it's this. It's so funny. Yeah. I will say, and this will probably come up for the patrons later, 
I did watch all of season two of I Think You Should Be Leaving. Which... I think you should leave. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I heard it's I good. I laughed it's so... so hard I scared my dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was screaming, like literally well, screaming, laughing. Like I, it's so good. I somehow didn't know that existed or what it was at all until the last week. So I'm looking forward to hearing about it oh, on our medicine chest. Oh my God. So, but yeah, I'll save it. Yeah. That's a, that's a big show of conversation among the losers club. Peeps. Yeah. I, if you want to hear more of our thoughts, go to <laughs> patreon.com backslash psychoanalysis podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you'll get to hear it. Not until then. Would you say, I think you should join? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, I apologize. (laughs) The witch shit is always real. The witch shit is always real. (laughs) I do love how on the nose that is, 1666. It's cute. It's like, it is cute. They do, they... Like they Robert Eggers right... would never, but I like. Oh it. yeah, no, no, no. But they they have the right instincts in this. I think like mm-hmm. then that's one of those moments where you're like, okay, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like we've talked about some tonal shifts that don't quite work, but I feel like overall they know mm-hmm. what they are trying to. Make, yes, they understood know? the assignment. Like yeah. I would have actually loved to. If I was like a more experienced director, like written and directed this like this, I really feel like I would have had slightly more fun with it and it would be better. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's so tooting my own horn, but I'm like, you know what? I think I would have done it better. <laughs> I'm like, I probably would have yeah. won the palm door. How would you improved Goodfellas next? Let's just go. Just like, okay. we're going to go. Here's what I'm doing. They're not, yeah, they wouldn't be good fellas. They'd be good lassies. <laughs> And it's I, German too. I will say when you get to the third movie, the Irish accents in that movie, they are something. Oh yeah. They really? are a, they are a source of some unintentional comedy, I will say. Really? Yeah. Top of the morning, do ya? Oh toy 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 toy. Oh toy, toy. So I've been watching um Sopranos for the first time. Oh yeah. Oh, I, again, something I somehow missed. And oh, I, I like I'm pretty like I've seen a couple of episodes and a couple of seasons mm-hmm. here and there, so I know a lot of the big beats. But I'm at the final episode of the first season where Tony like flips the table and like gets in her face and is like, I'm going to fucking kill you in the uh-huh. middle of their therapy session. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm sorry that it ended after first season because she never let him come back yeah. and mm-hmm. refused to work with him forever. And Which I is can't- definitely what she should have done. But to me, that relationship between the two of them is the whole like that is the heart mm-hmm. of the series. And mm-hmm. also just like Tony's just such a great character study and like Mm -hmm. perfect perfectly captured toxic masculinity yeah and Mm -hmm. and what cracks me up so much is there's so many people who watch the sopranos that are like middle-aged men that are just like they're cool i watch the Mm -hmm. show because the guys are cool and it's like the whole point of the goddamn series is that this kind of masculinity is bad Uh, you know and Mm -hmm. it's i i well i think like when you watch the first couple seasons they are portrayed as like it's the and much like Goodfellas, where like the lifestyle it starts, like it's glorified to mm-hmm. an extent. A little but bit, after, yeah. after you get like, if you look at the series as a whole, like all seven seasons of it, like the first couple seasons are the first act, and then it deconstructs that lifestyle, and it really 
knocks it down. Each, oh yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can see, I can kind of see that if you're just watching you're, the first two and you're not yeah. really paying mm-hmm. close attention. Yeah. yeah like, and also well, like middle-aged white dudes like myself, we get a lot wrong and misconstrue things. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. Mike. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Me specifically. <laughs> yes. Well, you, Mike. I'm really it's enjoying you. it. Like, yeah. It's, and it's great. Because I'm, all, I'm watching this and Hannibal, which mm. are two shows that I've heard for years are fantastic. And I just, for various reasons, avoided them mm-hmm. or just didn't watch them. And I'm like, for somebody who has said that my mission in life is to normalize therapy for men, the <laughs> fact that I have somehow skipped both of these shows, mm-hmm. which is like basically what they are about. Yeah. Like, where, where I'm have just, I been? I'm just so happy for you to be at this point in your journey because you have so much like good yeah. stuff to watch. It's like... Well, I got through the first season of Hannibal, and I'm really digging it. Um, yep. And Chilton, Doctor Chilton, has showed up, and then I had oh, to he's take so a break. good. That guy that plays him in that mm-hmm. series is so freaking good. Everybody's so good. Yeah. I really Rawl, wanted Rawl something. It's anyway, really a perfect show. Lawrence Fishburne to mm-hmm. me is so good in that show. He's the perfect oh, Jack Crawford, best yeah. version of Jack Crawford. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's incredibly incompetent as Jack Crawford, <laughs> but still a good portrayal. There's a reason why, like the. Highest level for us is the Mads Mickelson level for our <laughs> patrons. Mm. Find out why at patreon.com. It's funny because I think, <laughs> because I think um, Sir Anthony Hopkins, like that is a phenomenal portrayal of this character yeah. too. Oh, absolutely. And so to have it be topped here, yeah. it's like. Oh, he tops wow. him. I'm sorry, but it's like, you know, <laughs> Mads was born to play that role. Mads you Mickelson know? is yeah. a total top. Oh, he's yeah. he can top me any day. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry, what? What are we um, doing? Watching Fear Street, they, a children's film? What? Never mind. I think I think the problem with with Anthony Hopkins is everything after Silence of the Lambs. It's like so campy. <laughs> that that the, the music because I have the music yep. on quietly, you know. But that but mm. that like really got me. See, and I like that it's a different monster too. Like mm-hmm. I love yeah. how they they switch up the villain because it All really. The, I mean. From what it, I understand, it's yep. the world, you know? Right. Yeah. At least I like the different incarnations. It makes it so much more fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. This is like Halloween fun, scary, mm-hmm. you know? Like just seeing the the silhouette of a man in the road with an axe as you just drive away. Classic. So cool. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah. But yeah, Mike, I agree. Silence of the Lambs is really the only one of the, um, the... Um, Thomas Harris cinematic mm-hmm. universe that I really I, like. I enjoy Hannibal for what it is, but it definitely goes for camp. It definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, that again, understanding the assignment. The um, oh god, now Brian Fuller who did Hannibal the TV series, mm-hmm. like he understood that the books are campy and that like there's a way to do that while still admiring the whole. Like mm-hmm. he really. Did such just a wonderful tribute to those books, but taking mm-hmm. and amplifying their best elements, downplaying and, and rewriting some of the more problematic aspects, mm-hmm. like just a friggin' masterpiece. As someone who read all the books, I just really, really appreciate what he did with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And partly it's the books are, I, I can appreciate the books. There's something about them that just feels a little too grimy for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just con- constantly uncomfortable as I'm reading them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I read Red Dragon this year, and it w- I really enjoyed it, but it also really disturbed me. Sure, which I mean, I guess it's, is the intent. That's the point. It, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and I will. They're they're ver- they're the when they take on the Red Dragon storyline in Hannibal the show, they do it. They do it really well, and I was so annoyed because I'm like, I've read the book, I've seen two films, 
doing this? Do I really have to sit through the Francis Dollarhide thing again? But they still mm-hmm. do it well. They do it really, really well, and it's worth watching. And the guy yeah. that they get to play Francis Dollarhide is so flipping hot. I could rip my own <laughs> frigging face Ooh. off. Sorry. Sorry. So um, what season is that? I think it's the last season. I think it's the three. last one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, season two. Town, season two is Hannibal. Okay. And Catherine, oh, with the face guy. Yes, and Catherine. With is, Catherine Mason Isabel Verger. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Michael Penn shows up as Mason Verger. Yeah, he does a really yeah. good job. Yeah. He does a really good Mason Verger. Yeah. Uh oh, there's blood on these here streets. I do really blood like on this the actor. Streets. I wish he'd had more to I do. I know. It's like, because I, I got to make out with someone. I, I found him interesting. That's what I picked up on is I haven't really seen him in anything else. But I when as soon as he entered the scene in the, in the beginning of the movie, I'm like, ooh, not, not that I like cop characters, but I'm like, there's something about this guy's face. I want to see more from him. And then they just give him nothing to do. Right. He is about to be a role in an, a reboot. And I can't remember what it was. Sorry, that probably sounded really weird. Like he just, they well, just announced he was going to play a character. So you, you just take a roll from the oven and you put it in the boot and then you drop it off at the cobbler. But you, you have to roll do it again, again. And then it's a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for that. Really no, that's, did you hear him say rub-a-dub-dub? I feel like that, that fits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I looked him up because I thought he was a little bit dreamy. Um, he is a little bit dreamy. Yeah, from Melbourne. Okay, I'm going to find out what this role is. <laughs> Time for some underage sex scenes. <laughs> They're about to happen and we're going to watch them together. <laughs> it's going to make me feel strange. Gonna underage sex, sex scenes. Into this. High school. <laughs> they're supposed to be eighteen, right? Uh, barely legal. Yeah, I guess if she's a valedictorian, then she. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to continue making this whole sequence as uncomfortable Please as possible. Do. Please do. Well, because then the other one, I feel like the the other these two look at least like they're probably eighteen, but the other two really look young mm-hmm. to me. Like like especially the kid, like looks well, like a Josh child. Is, yeah, Josh is meant to mean. And I know that they don't actually have yeah. like full blown sex scene here, but well, it's I mean, just like this... I just makes. And then this we gotta watch this guy jerk is jerking his merch. Oh. Hey, I do like normalizing uh, jerking your spurkin though. Yeah, but I don't oh. want to watch him do it. No. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes me <laughs> feel like a pedo. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this whole sequence makes me uncomfortable. Don't they get to? I, I must have. I must have looked away during this moment to avoid being scandalized. Not, no, Josh is not going to Pound Town. No, no, they're not fully to Pound Town. They get like, you know, on the perimeter, out in the valley, gets looking at the Pound city. Town in the <laughs> distance. Gets within 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 spitting distance of Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, listeners. He's, Josh is just watching her pee. That's all. Yeah. That is. Take a right to kink territory for right. the first That's experience. I mean, maybe some people are into that. You know? No, I'm just saying there's nothing wrong to it. It's just bold move for your first yeah. guess. Anyway. And get consent. Yeah, too. get consent. That is, I do like that episode of Sex and the City called To Pee or Not To Pee, which is about that. Starring Roger from Mad Men. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so I did look it up, and Dream Cop is going to play a young 
um, somebody Langdon in the Dan Brown series. So basically, he's going to play a young oh. Tom Hanks in the. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm upset. The lost symbol thing. I mean, I'm happy for him to get work. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm just upset because I'm thinking about Dan Brown. That's why I'm yep. unhappy. Yeah. I've got a whole. Uh, I just had to remember that the Da Vinci Code existed. <laughs> da Vinci Code, yeah, yeah. That was a the book that yells thing. at you every two pages to mm-hmm. keep you to make you keep reading. <laughs> yeah, Dan Brown. I-, I apologize, listeners, if you like Dan Brown. I feel like Dan Brown is books for people that don't like reading. Yeah, well, that I seems. Mean- to- they're books for airports. Airport. Yeah, airports. it's books for airports. Yeah, I mean, there's that again. If you enjoy it, I mean, uh, Lord knows I enjoy some terrible shit. You see, here we go. Yeah. Hey, you know, if you're gonna jerk it, like he's having a great time. It, you know, he's having a great time, and I support yeah, it. I just, I you know, that's not what I want to see right now. Yeah, in my in my life. I do like this song. It's a good song. This is now. This is a nice use of the music. I'm gonna give mm-hmm. credit where it's due. <laughs> I, I know they're what the song was they over need in my, 15 they need seconds, my approval. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Josh. Make a move, Josh. I mean, to be this is very overwhelming for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all been there. I think this the is last two sweet. people on earth. I do too. <laughs> He's going to play Tune in Tokyo right here, and it's all going to go to shit. I was going to say that this is when they just start pissing at each other. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he, like, seductively lifts his leg up to the side of the wall. Yeah, like, they both just brace themselves on the, the walls of the <laughs> next scene. It's just them getting showered in pee. <laughs> it's in like slow motion. <laughs> it's like the gas station scene in Zoolander. <laughs> yes, <pee>. exactly. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm sorry. Oh, well, so we so just sorry. ruined that beautiful moment. <laughs> oh, I'm so we, so sorry. I think we why, did. We improve it. <laughs> yeah, we I, blow it. I think we found yeah, like the, the one minute clip from the show we used to advertise. <laughs> right. Oh shit! I am gonna have to find one. Well. <laughs> Studies well, say that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I just think it's my trauma is expressed in this moment of piss. No, you didn't have to do it that deep. Cut. Yeah. I'm Whenever there is a scene in the movie where they like cut their own palm i always feel like they go way deeper than they need to <laughs> right and like you can't ever just use like, your hand again <laughs> like have just a friend go right into the, the ligament the webbing so i'm gonna her thumb and her finger and she couldn't play the violin anymore. i'm gonna go oh, on no. the record and say that i think about the time that the prodigy started to get radio airplay is when the music of the 90s took a turn for the worse like yeah, that's they're, fair. Not, they're not they're not the not but yes. it's, it, it had crested and was now downhill at that point. Yeah, and it's not their fault. They just they just emblematized something in that moment. They became the key mm-hmm. to the door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the door We just watched. Um, there's that like documentary series on Netflix about pop music. My wife and oh, I. Oh yeah. We just watched the Brit pop one, which is like basically Blur and Oasis, and I hate mm-hmm. I hate Oasis. Yeah. 
bunch of wankers, but those are really <laughs> bunch fun. Bunch of wankers. tosses. The, the members of Blur, like one of them's a member of parliament now, and the other one's a cheese what? farmer. Yeah, what? Okay, he's a part really. of the Labour Party. And the other one's that like a cheese That sounds like a joke. Farmer. It's awesome. <laughs> and it ends with him like being like, yeah, you know, I was in my pool at 11 a.m. drinking champagne. I'm like, I just want that to be a quote for me someday. I just want to. Yeah. Life goals. Mm-hmm. Sexy I mean, but I don't crazy. Think it's in the cards aren't for any every of us. women, you know, aren't all women sexy? Oh yeah, but I like. Crazy. I, I do like the recurring joke of him being like, "She's just she really scares the shit out of me, but she's so hot." Yeah. Like that right. just that, that tickled me. I mean, that is kind of my aesthetic that I exactly. To. <laughs> it's like hot, but maybe evil, right? I realize like yeah, all the characters I, I am attracted to are um, just toxic in some way and bad for me, and like <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-oh. I really think 90s music peaked with I Want It That Way by mm. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, that was the, like, the end. Like, it needed, but uh, to me, that's like the terminal. Like, okay, <laughs> end of the line, folks, let's get off the station. <laughs> I do really love that song. I don't really love boy bands that much. I want but... it that way. Tell me why. why. <laughs> I was waiting tables when that song was popular and my friend and I would just run around that restaurant when it was empty singing that song and then we would hear one of the line cooks from the back say tell me why really loud. <laughs> so part of it is just good memories totally no I mean it was impossible not to like that song and that album um I, I mean I remember I was like 14 and that's when I was listening to like Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, all that type of garbage and like and garbage. Uh, <laughs> and and then I also really liked the Backstreet Boys and everybody was very confused by the fact that I mm-hmm. liked the Backstreet Boys right. because my whole persona was like goth industrial chick. I mean, I was just like, I like Kevin. <laughs> right. Yeah. I did like him too. Yeah. And that's kind of the way mine was because I think if I had to pick like a band or an artist I listened to most, it was like Tori Amos and Smashing Pumpkins and Weezer. Uh, I listen to a lot of Tori Amos also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. My taste has always been kind of eclectic. Like I like, I, I will like a band, but only like eight songs, you know, but those eight songs I love. And then like a one-off, like I really like Garth Brooks, but most country music I don't like, you know, so I don't know. I like good music is what I say. Yeah. I, like bad music. I love, I love this goo. This is good goo. <laughs> I do feel like slime also occurred in the fear street books. I'm sorry. I just extended our, um, pee makeout scene to the logical around the corner, um, conclusion of goo. And that's what was in my head. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is all over yeah. the bathroom floor now. It's <laughs> just nothing but piss. Uh, I feel like there was, there was, I don't know if this was a Fear Street book, and I'm trying to remember, there was like a haunted house one, and different rooms of the house started filling with like a bloody goo or something like that, and and then somebody, like the the dog is stuck in the walls, and she's hearing her dog barking. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I gotta figure out which book this was. I don't remember that. But It's there like was... very strong, because I remember being like really upset about the dog in the walls, and it like just rammed into my brain. There was um there was a show that wasn't Double Dare, but it was about a house. Do y'all remember what show that was? It might have been Double Dare. Is that the one where you stick your hand up the really big nose? Yes. And you pull the flags uh, I think out. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of Double Dare. Apparently, there's a documentary called The Orange Years about Nickelodeon that I have not seen, but I've heard mm-hmm. it's very good. Oh. 
the orange ears. That's funny. Tell me why. I need another needle drop for you. See, they could have spaced these needle drops out. That's what I'm saying. Is like we they have just heard a perpetual soundtrack going the whole time. Right. It's like they they just like blow their load at the top. And it's like song, 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 instead of like using them thought. And but there are moments, especially in 78, where I think they use them really. Mm-hmm. It's when they're like diegetic, you know, like when they're actually being played by someone in the scene, you know, that's when they mm-hmm. I think they really peak in some of their usage. And I, I mean, I'm just a fan of diegetic versus not diegetic, preferably, you know. So theoretically, for a listener, not me at all, who might not know what diegetic means. Sorry, that I tried to define it in it, but in this last sentence by saying it's the music that plays within the world, like a uh, character plays, like it. a character like walks over to the radio and turns the radio on, and you mm-hmm. hear it. And even even if it then takes over in a way that's not completely organic, you know, the the rest of the soundtrack, it's considered diegetic because it's happening in the room, in the scene with those characters. Non-diegetic mm-hmm. is like, it's just playing from somewhere else. And it's part of the soundtrack. Sorry, I'm a huge fucking nerd. You're huge, not. Huge that's a fucking word. Diegetic. I took a bunch of um, film studies classes in college because I couldn't, when I was like not sure what my major was going to be. And it's also why it took me five years to graduate five but, and a half but what? i now get to say yeah, things five. like high five 20. super seniors whoa whoa took, but it, were you continuously in school for 20 years it, pretty much with a few year break but i like took a class at a time after i dropped out after two years nice. at providence yeah and then it took me just two years to get my master's i'm like i'm not doing that again so mm. right right yeah well I spent our Losers Club episode this morning talking about sentences for quite a while, so I feel like we all have our nerd things. Yes. And like, I was going to say that... first to the object as. Yeah. And I was going to get to say the benefit of my um, unnecessary uh, electives is that I can alienate people I know in casual conversation now, so... Well, you know, um, those are the people that you don't want around you, because... It, I was really interested about what you were saying. I think it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and now I know a new word. Uh-oh. It's one of those words that you just, especially if you are a nerd who talks about movies a lot, you'll find yourself using. <laughs> mm-hmm. can, now, can that extend to things that aren't music? Yes. Diegetic or non-diegetic sound. Absolutely. Uh-oh. Maybe you shouldn't lean against the door. Protractor. No, that's a compass. Protractor. Right? Damn near killed her. What? I guess the, I'm not sure if that's a protractor or a compass. Shit, it's I been think a long it's a time. compass, but I always just called them protractors. Yeah, me too. Cool. I think the protractor well, they, was like the well, the, it, like the, the ruler thing. Maybe that's why because it can perform the same function of a protractor, which is to like mm. measure those. Oh fuck! The I don't radius. know what I'm talking about. Do you ever just start talking and then you realize you you really don't have a plan here and you don't know what you're saying, but you I mean, just keep talking. What podcasting yeah. is? I think. yeah, that's true. You know? I just defined <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> he's like guys i got this microscope i got him (laughs) okay (laughs) i think it might have been based on my memory of the covers the book i'm describing as part of the first horror miniseries within the house of evil series Mm. of fear Mm. street because Fear Street had sub-series within it, like a three-book mm-hmm. arc or whatever. I was a fan of the cheerleaders. 
Yes. And the chain letter, which apparently the chain letter was our was chain letter is fight. awesome. I love the chain letter. Yeah. I reread I it had... in my mid forties and I still love the chain letter flaws and all. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That's one of the ones that really hooked me in. And then of course I wanted to read the cheerleaders. Yeah. You know? I felt like there was a Christopher Bike Pike book that blatantly like I know what you did last summer, like ripped off. And I know I know what you did last summer is You're based right. on another book, but I felt like there was a Christopher Pike book that I'm like, I've read I this. Think I, well, I know what you're I talking what, about, and I can't remember any of the details. So, Boop. I know what you did last summer. I know is a Louise Duncan book, and I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. But I think the um, the story is pretty significantly different no. than the movie and because the movie no. does feel more like a fear street yeah book or like a christopher i mean like a teen i think the right? louise duncan book is actually more like rocky than it's not it's i haven't read it's it just... have you read it oh more like i have not <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> i mean I do like this. I do like that. I love this. I do too. This weird little montage into the grocery store is like maybe one of my low key favorite Mm -hmm. moments in this. For just has nothing other, no purpose other than establishing that they're in a grocery store and setting him up as the employee of the month. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's just. That had happened at the beginning of the movie. It would have said a lot about him, and then revealing like that he's dealing drugs or something. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If this was like a rom com. Teen, raunchy rom-com for teens where he's mm-hmm. the central character I will say I think killing yourself and then trusting someone to be able to bring you back is never a good plan this is a bad plan <laughs> it is a I bad mean, plan have we learned nothing a... from flatliners yeah. I was going to say unless they had access to like EKGs I don't know that there's a good plan mm-hmm. right. EKGs, is that what they're called you know? uh, um, EKGs is uh, like is, the, is the electrocardiogram that, but, AED, yeah. uh, AED defibrillators defibrillators is the word I'm looking for yeah Yeah. in the history of plans this is a bad one yeah yeah I really don't know what else I would have done though yeah if you want her to live you know if you want to have a other than like yeah like you're like okay you got to kill me but then immediately bring me back like what other ways would you go about it i'm asking i want to know how you i'm curious of Mm -hmm. all the fun ways we can think to do this like i mean this is yeah that's the way that i would want to execute this plan (laughs) right i'm just thinking Um, of other ways like you could be like slash my wrists and throat and then drain all the blood into a bucket but then as soon as i'm about to die dump all the blood back in yeah just i'll drink it all real just dump it all in my mouth yeah just just yeah exactly that's how you become a vampire Mm -hmm. i love cocoa pebbles (laughs) i can't buy cocoa pebbles because i literally will eat the whole box in a day really oh yeah Corey. Corey really That's likes me cereal. with any cereal, literally. Oh, yeah. Even if it's not a good cereal, like I just can't nuts? stop eating it. Yeah, I would. Oh, I love grape, grape nuts. nuts. God, I love cereal. It's like just yeah. one of those things where I'm like, it's anytime. the perfect food. Yeah, it's just it's like when you get the right mix of grape nuts and sugar, and the milk mm. has softened it just oh, perfectly. just the right amount. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I used to make hot grape nuts in winter. Ooh, you micro microwave it, and it becomes more like a thick sludge. A thick, hot sludge. It's really good. Oh. 
I'm going to continue talking about grape nuts over this scene. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, those grape nuts. This is the kind of in-depth commentary you come to us for, right? <laughs> yeah. going to talk about these nuts. No, we won't be. <laughs> I mean, that. very 90s. <laughs> as in, as in uh, the, this woman is named Dee and, and she sells nuts. <laughs> yeah, Dina's nuts. Dina, Dina's nuts. Yeah, Dina's nuts. That's my business name. <laughs> <laughs> my business name that's my job now call me madam D. changing nuts. my name to dina and i'm gonna go sell nuts under the brand name d's nuts <laughs> and there's gonna be a little picture of me and like hi i'm d <laughs> these are my nuts <laughs> i make them hot in the winter <laughs> it's like that old snl sweaty balls oh god it is it is like that oh that is so funny <sighs> Sometimes I just like to put them in my mouth and let them melt. Eating cheeseburgers and listening to the Pixies just sounds it does sound like pretty good. the best way to spend a day. Yeah, I have yeah. no complaints. But I'd make it with a Beyond Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Now here, take these drugs. Yeah. Chug, 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 I mean, chug, chug. no water? I know. You're in a fucking grocery store. You can like, find some juice. <laughs> is she like kissing the pills into her mouth? I know. Like, uh, she's like making sure that she doesn't spit them out. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's called American kissing versus French kissing. It's when you do with your tongue. Mm. American kissing is... Okay, I'm going to leave the joke pills. alone. <laughs> so I had thought I had seen this performer in a lot of things. Julie Rewald. Turns mm -hmm. out she has not done a lot, and it's just that she looks a lot like Kristen Keurig from Smallville, which was a mm. show that I watched for the I was, first two seasons. This whole time I was like, she's really familiar looking. Mm -hmm. She also looks a little like somebody I know or knew. I haven't seen them in a long time. Uh, I have to look up Kristen Keurig. Yeah, look up Smallville. Not the one who did the sex cult. No, that would be oh. Allison mm. Mack. She is a sex cult woman. <laughs> Ooh, I watched the that documentary on that, and that was that is banana pants. That it is. Thing. No, no. I was like, oh yeah. Ooh. Uh, she does look like her, but no. also not at the same time. Well, I think like season one, early Smallville. Yeah, like yeah. young. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh oh. My plan is. I backfiring. also think Sam looks a little bit like Amber Benson from Buffy, who is my. Mm, I could see that, Forever like a much, she, except that Sam actually looks like around the age that she's yeah. supposed to be playing, whereas Amber Benson looked like a full-grown woman yes. at that point. Is she the one who dates Willow? Yes. Yeah, Tara. Okay. Tara. 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 I see. I'm doing it. Just pronouncing the name wrong, even though I have one of those names. I love how this movie is lit. It, the lighting mm -hmm. is great. Yeah. I think the, the, the photography in it in general yeah. is really well done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read that as a complaint. People didn't like how the, was, this was lit. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like, right. I couldn't That's see like what one was of the going best on. Parts I'm like, it. what? Mm -hmm. It looks yeah. like the covers of the you book. You can see what's yeah. going Yeah. And you can see what's going I know what people mm -hmm. mean when things are so underlit that you can't see mm -hmm. what the hell is going on. But I yeah. never That's had that thought here, for a moment yeah. with this. It's like that episode of um, yeah. Game of Thrones everybody was complaining about. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
I don't like seeing puke. No. Gonna look away. <laughs> don't kiss her again. Here, have some mouthwash mm. first. That's true love. Again, this is a bad, bad plan. It seems so stressful. Yeah. Oof. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh. Don't fall into the puke. Yeah. Watch oh. out for the puke. There's puke everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, this whole thing. I, I'm still a little conf confused yeah. by this. Oh, that's right. No, no, never mind. I'm incorrect. I'm not confused. <laughs> <laughs> I also love a, a good skeleton costume wearing totally. person. Mm -hmm. Totally. Can't go wrong. It's a classic. Mm -hmm. I feel like this will be a popular Halloween costume this year. Yeah. yeah. And then Ghostface next year because Scream's coming back. Mm -hmm. Which I'm so excited about. It's completed. It's in the can. It's in the can. I am oh, ready to have some this, feelings about it. Oh, yeah, this death this is... Whole sequence this death is, is amazing. This is the one that really surprised me for mm -hmm. like, me going this far. Yeah. And and that they actually killed her, too. Right. Sorry, right. spoilers. I hope this isn't the first time you're watching <laughs> yeah. it, listeners. That you means like it's going to get used. Just bleep so, it well, out. You just go yeah. If you're watching along... So apparently, like Lee Janik, she wanted to do this with the death coming. Uh, you know, we'll save it for like a minute from now, so I don't spoil okay. it. Yeah, it's a fun little behind, like one of the few behind the scenes tidbits I have. Damn it! So. <laughs> Thank you for bringing any because I brought none. <laughs> okay. Well, I have one. Is that these were based on a series of books no. by R.L. Stein? Oh, mm -hmm. the Fear so, Street Universe. Question for our listeners, because we're probably going to do more commentaries for the patrons. Do you want us to have more behind the scenes tidbits or do you want to hear us talk about piss? Like what would be more important to you? Maybe Please. somewhere in between. Welcome back Michael to Piss Apon. Corner. <laughs> Welcome back to Piss Corner. It's wet. I, I mean, I can do a, a Twitter poll. <laughs> For people who just like say, just make the options behind the scenes, <laughs> trivia or, or piss. <laughs> Okay, here we uh, I'd like owie, to think I can owie, count owie, on our owie. listeners to choose wisely. Yeah. You know. Owie, owie, owie. For a movie that takes it's missed an opportunity to play the tune, they say it's your birthday. Well, I think that song was actually before nineteen ninety four, so they couldn't uh, use no, it. They legally couldn't do it. Uh, so. uh, 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 to die with cake on your face too. Yeah. Oh, I know, and not get to eat the cake. <laughs> and then the bread is ruined. So, oh my god! I can't believe they showed the head coming out like that. That was really something. <laughs> I would Holy put that shit. death against like really any of the classic deaths from like a Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. I mean, mm -hmm. just it's a great death. Awesome. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Ooh. So apparently, like the director Lee Janik, she wanted to do the meat oh. slicer in her crew. And then you get the basic axe kill. Oh, said it won't yeah. work. It won't work. And they actually took a watermelon and said, look, it, it won't work. It's not possible. We'll show you. And the watermelon went through like perfectly. She's like, oh, told nice. you like we're using it. So Ooh. I really like her as a director. Like, you yeah. know, is, uh, totally. I, would, I want her to make all the movies. And again, if you yeah. haven't seen Honeymoon, definitely check it out. It's awesome. Awesome body horror and just really creepy. I'll have to Is check that out. Is that the one with Egret from Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah. Speaking of Game of yeah. Thrones again. 
I liked her. You there's noticed, a lobster yeah. on the loose. We Just like the beginning of Annie Hall. <laughs> Uh-oh. No! This ending is very 13 Ghosts mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a way that I really like. Bye. <laughs> I just have a feeling that after all this, you're going to have a lot of questions to answer to for the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> so explain yeah. the whole, you know, head in the meat they, slicer again. Right. How, they could have just drowned that? her and not brought any of the pills into it. That just occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Right. That would have been the most efficient. I keep <sighs> wanting to see my boyfriend's back. I feel like we need a little Dick Dale Pulp Fiction music right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which was released in 94, right? Is this a direct mm-hmm. reference oh, to Oh, that's that? right. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric Stoltz is the one that delivers the the blow mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. I he was a big early crush for me. Nice. That's I actually the that. only reason I watched that movie. As really? You know, Eric Stoltz was in it, yeah. And then I was like, okay, yeah, because everybody else, because it like got nominated for Oscars and everything, you know. Like, I get why Pulp Fiction is good, but for me, it's good because <laughs> of Eric Stoltz. <laughs> I support this. The Back to the Future footage with him is is really fascinating because it's such a really? different. It movie. is really interesting, yeah. yeah. And as much as I love him, like I completely support the decision Michael to yeah. take him out. He's just, not that. No that he's not he's just so so much more quiet you know it was just very tonally different it made Mm -hmm. he seemed very serious like i feel like i Mm -hmm. would like to see that version of back to the future but not at the expense of the one that exists yeah oh i i'm gonna uh petition that we at some point do flatliners for a comfort horror okay because yeah if we ever get to choose it because i love that movie so much i mean we could always choose it and then ask is there anyone that's also a fan of this. There's nothing that says we can't do that. You know. I mean, that's kind of what we did for. Well, Bram we did Stryker's write it in Dracula. blood on that document. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all cut our palms and signed our yeah. names. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Yeah. What's going to happen when someone <laughs> comes to us that we want to have on the show and they suggest a movie that we're like, no, we don't want to do that. Mm. We tell him, no, thank you, lady. <laughs> Pick something else. <laughs> That's a great story of walking. That ain't the bee's knees, and if you know what's good for you. (laughs) Sorry, I don't. I don't know what. I can really only think of one movie I wouldn't want to do, and it's one I've already talked about. And then there's another one I could think about that someone else might want to do. (laughs) This we've already talked about, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll find more to love about the film. Probably not. (laughs) I think it would have to be a pretty hard line for me to say, like, absolutely not. There would have to be something I find like so deeply upsetting or offensive. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. I'm still talking. <laughs> I'm still talking over here. I'm talking over here. Hey. Sorry, that was Watch out, I'm talking over here. Now that's a good movie. That. Is that what is that? Um Midnight Brian's... Midnight Cowboy. Midnight mm-hmm. Cowboy, yeah. Uh oh. Again, very weird thing. 
hey, we're going to pin this on your two friends unless you, 18-year-old woman, can help me come up with a better story. I feel like he should have. And it's, yeah. It, again, it makes sense in the light of the later movies, Mm -hmm. but when I was watching this for the first time, I'm like, what? And I didn't understand his connection Mm -hmm. to the past events, you know, because Mm -hmm. they don't establish it at all in this. Mm -hmm. And I just was, this whole time, I was like, what in Mm -hmm. the fuck? But that's how the logic of some of these books works. It's no. like, yeah, the police asked us questions. We gave them our stupid story and they, beli- they believed said, it. Okay. Yeah. Right. I want to well, see you're the, all version- saying the same thing. I want to see a version of this that really leans into that kind of child logic and is like just that insane. Like that would be, I would mm-hmm. love, I had the thought earlier, like as an idea for programming of some sort would be like child children write horror stories and then mm-hmm. they do, do really good productions and act them out like as written by children because i remember when i was a kid I, I i every year i entered this thing where you would write a short story and these actors would perform it in a play mm-hmm. and there was one year that they picked my story and it was like the best experience of my whole life and that was when i was like i want to be a writer but I would love to see that, but but like given this level of production value and stuff with like stories that kids write, like I just think would be really, really fun. So was it like when they did Serpico and Rushmore? Yes. That's awesome. Actually, I, it's been too long since I've seen Rushmore to remember, but it's, I think I saw that once in like whenever it came out. You think that's going to come back later on in the series? I do. Serpico? It's in the business card. Yeah, Serpico, <laughs> yeah. I hear, is, is <laughs> integral to the plot of the third one, right? Well, I mean, the in the third movie, the great not shouting all the way down factors in temporarily. Like, it's a nice <laughs> little, in the from the beginning of the movie where she can't shut the bookstore. Oh, and mm-hmm. here we have, like, mom that is angry. Her daughter is Your queer. bitch of a mother. Yes. I did really is, like how this turned out because uh, I thought it was going to go the other way. Yeah, I really yeah. like this whole scene. That is a that, is that Ali Sheedy? That looks like Ali Sheedy. It's not Ali Sheedy. It does, but is I it? don't think it is. But I'm gonna. That would be a up. really weird cameo at the yeah. end there. Yeah, if I were Ali Sheedy, I would not want to play that. Part. No, it's like you come in as be, the bigoted mom for this. Yes. Right. <laughs> it would be weirder if Weird Al Yankovic played the bigoted mom, but it <laughs> that would, would be, be hilarious. Weird. Actually, Weird Al would have to play uh, Dee's mom because of the hair. But look at that! <laughs> Just like I am so angry, you're gay, and just like drag yes. that is a total '90s thing. Totally. Mm. Oh, yeah. One of these characters would have been played by Clay Duvall. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, we got to watch The Faculty. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I don't think I've watched that in 25 years. Really? I haven't seen it in a long, long Is time. Is that the I could, one with John I could do Stewart? for rewatching that. Is John Stewart yeah. in that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the fingers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that completely. Yeah. It's one <laughs> that's like, because 90s horror is probably one of maybe mm-hmm. my favorite time period mm-hmm. for horror, you know? And that one is like just right at the tail end of like, I, I think Final Destination is really kind of the, oh. the capper, but like, it's like, this is, I don't know how good this is, but mm-hmm. this is amazing. You it know? was, it would definitely be a nostalgic watch for me because I used to watch oh, it totally. over and over again where it went around when it came out on video. Good yeah. tune. Very good tune. Mm-hmm. And that's, this is diegetic because she popped the tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice. I could do the faculty for like a, uh, commentary for the patrons. Ooh, I mean, fun. if you want another Thirsty Jen movie, because there are like Thirsty Jen is my favorite Jen. Thirsty Jen has become my favorite Jen. I'm gonna get that in writing <laughs> because it's 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 it always surprises me. You know, 
who I thirst for. Not yeah, that who like, you thirst for, but that the thirst is so like out there. It is. It is like the thirst is known. It is a half step away from being like a bodice ripper that you would find in a supermarket paperback turn thing. So, but in Ooh, I want Pete half step in a good way. In a good way. Hey, I'll take it. That's fun. I need all of that on a t-shirt too. That pizza, that shot of the pizza made me really want pizza in such a profound and visceral way. We're going because that also looks like '90s pizza to me. Anyway, Mm -hmm. what? We're going to Maine next week. Like we, my (gasps) wife can't go to England with my daughter because it's still shut down. So I booked us into like Florida for a few days, and then because I like to take my life into my own hands. (laughs) <laughs> yeah be careful so, down there and but we're using my mom's condo for a half a week too and there's an awesome pizza place and then i'm like i can't wait to get to maine and go get and i just pause and she's like the pizza and i'm like yeah the pizza it's really good this <laughs> Maine pizza like but listeners really cold any listeners in like the wells Maine area hit me up and let's like get a beer or a sandwich or something when i'm up there i am a lobster roll yeah a get lobster a lobster roll, roll to get a We'll I can't do any accents. We'll be near Actually, a gunquit. I, uh, Are you really I, going to a gunquit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will die. I, I'm, I've wanted to go there forever. If it's you beautiful. see Stephen King, will you please tell him that I so love him? That's still give a him couple a big hours kiss on the mouth. Yeah. God, what if I did? And I'm like, that is from Jen Ferratu. That's for- <laughs> and he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let me write, your no- write my number on his neck. <laughs> Uh, I do like as soon as anybody tell, says the word Maine, I'm like, oh, Stephen King yes. might be there. It's a really <laughs> big you know state. Him. It's a really big state. It's not that uh, big. It's uh-oh. in New England. It's kind of going to be kind of on the small side. Well, I it, mean, for I, New England, it's New England big. Fine. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm from Texas, the Midwest. <laughs> I am always surprised when it's hot in Maine and not a blizzard, you know. No. Owie. Sorry, I do that every time Uh-oh. I see a knife in a body. I go, owie. I like it. Uh-oh. Great song. <laughs> yes. See, again, this music, well-timed. They just plopped mm-hmm. it in right at, like, as a button. It works oh. really well as and a transition. Oh. And it fits. Mm-hmm. Good job. I just want to give, I got to give them notes. We got to send them these notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I will say <laughs> that if, I, the <laughs> if I did the music for your 90s movie, it would probably be all Archers of Loaf and Sebado. And, you know, and I, but I promise I wouldn't just do Web in Front by Archers of Loaf. I would like do the deep cuts. <laughs> I fucking give me those Archers, Archers of Loaf, Loaf B side. <laughs> oh, my- <laughs> Ethel Merman, what did you expect? My- Mine would be Siamese Dream, Weezer's Blue Album, Under the Pink, mm-hmm. Little Earthquakes. I think oh, Sci- Fighters, and Sci- the Grease soundtrack. Yeah. Siamese <laughs> Dream might have the greatest opening of any album of all time. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's up there. It's definitely. Do you ever see the yeah. Cat Fancy cover of with like Billy yes, Corgan? Yes, Billy Corgan. That was that was actually a pause Chicago, uh, the animal shelter oh, I used to yeah. volunteer mm-hmm. at because that's where he gets all his cats mm-hmm. from. So yeah. yeah. That was a whole friggin' thing because I actually got a physical copy of it. Yeah, we need to send you a picture of that cover because it's Billy Corgan in a sweater holding holding two cats. I mean, he's a giant weirdo, but I do love that. My friend uh, Nathan in high school, uh, one of my best friends, used to have dreams about Mm -hmm. Billy Corgan. A lot of dreams. He was very into Smashing Mm -hmm. Pumpkins. My wife woke up today and said she had a dream that she was living in London in a one-bedroom flat. And that she was hanging out with everybody from the Great Bake Off, a Great British Bake Off. Ooh, like, there you go. sounds lovely. Did she get to yeah. try everything? Yes. 
And then she woke up next to me disappointed. Oh, <laughs> which she reminds well, I mean, me. Not every a sentence she really wanted to hear, but yeah. I get it. Where she wakes yeah. up and rolls over. Oh, it's yeah. you. <laughs> where are my baked goods? I mean, I to be think... fair, if you woke up from that dream, you'd be disappointed too. I thought you were going to say, yeah. to be fair, waking up text, you would be disappointed. <laughs> no, oh. that's not what I was going to say, Mike. <laughs> you filled in that blank yourself. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what so paper learned... level would it have to be to wake up next to me? <laughs> $500 level. I mean, I think it all goes to me and Laura at that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, that's it. That's the end. Holy crap. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Oh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh, it's not the end. It's not the end. We're going to get a little... It still pre- isn't over. We're going to get a little sniplet. Is this... Oh, is this the... This is the preview. Hey, it's Britta. This is the preview. I mean, we can stop it if we want. Oh, that's that who that actress is. The whole time I was like, yep. ah, she looks so different. She does. Yeah. Camp Nightwing, named after Dick Grayson's superhero character, Nightwing. We became after really? Robin the Boy Wonder. Yep. Nightwing is an awesome comic book character. So I would say each of these movies get progressively better. Really? I, really I did like 78, 78 more. Yeah. I loved, yeah, I yeah. loved 78. And there's a Cat Stevens needle drop mm-hmm. there, which yeah, I there really is. appreciated. And it, you know, that there's some Neil Diamond. And, oh, you know, my sister sold bikes to Neil Diamond. In really? Family, like she, she worked at a bike and she loves Neil Diamond. Um, so like about probably 15 years ago, she sold him bikes and apparently he was delightful, like super oh. nice. And Can you imagine being at the level of notoriety or fame where like every person you have like a retail interaction with like tells that story about you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I will like say. Like when I waited on Jerry Seinfeld. Neil Diamond for me is probably the thirstiest singer. Of all Ooh. time. Yeah. His stuff That's is like... just, you know, you know, because it seems so innocuous, like it doesn't seem like it, but you, just, you then you listen, you're like, this is all about fucking and wanting to fuck. That's pretty much everything. <laughs> That's actually the name of his first <laughs> like, album. Neil Diamond, fucking and wanting to fuck. <laughs> Neil Diamond, the DTF years, the town of fuck. I do love like the the Will Ferrell behind the music sketch replays Neil Diamond. Oh yeah, that is good. Gunman. That's brilliant. that's classic. Brilliant. Yeah. That was right before it. SNL started sucking shit real yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, Hope you're listening, old barn. <laughs> Sorry. <Right. what? laughs> well, that was, that was our commentary. Yay! Yay. That was so much fun. Yes. Well, I had fun. I hope everyone listening. <laughs> Me too. Yes, I definitely had fun. And we are going to skip our uplifting moment for this week because that was an episode. It was. Yeah, this watching this was self care. This was really fun. I didn't write an outline as evidenced by fumbling (laughs) all over the place at the beginning of the episode. But yeah, it was nice to kind of just just sit back and watch some take it easy. Easy like Sunday evening. Yeah. Yes, it is Sunday evening. So, yeah, but next week we will be back. Oh, and I guess we should say what we're watching next week. Um, because oh, shit. That's what are we episode. watching? It's... With the outline. No, we needed it. I know, we needed it's, it. It's, no. it's Bad Parent Month, correct? It is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it Bad Parent Month or is it just Parenting Month? Parenting Month. 
parenting. Well, I mean, it, considering we're doing horror movies, it's pretty it's much be that's true. It's we'll be probably bad. be talking about it's, bad parents. It's going to be. Like, I think like we're talking about like new parenthood and the, mm. the yes. stressors and the psychological dynamics of yeah. new parenthood. So, yeah. So can't imagine we'll have any feelings about that. You know. <laughs> and I is it? I believe it's the first month for one of our pay. I think it was uh, our patron Patrick who it is hey, put Patrick. down the fifty bucks. And uh, picked the movie and picked a a movie I've never seen but looks intriguing. Uh, Me neither. And I I also haven't seen it. And I love the love the topic. It's Bloodline, correct? Am I? Am I? Yeah, I think Bloodline. So, Mm -hmm. so and I'm looking it up. No, I will wrap this part. I am the Tripper Man, a locomotive love American style. Yeah, I'll keep (laughs) doing this, Jen, until you. I'm singing along to the Rob Zombie. I kind of want this to be my karaoke tune now, but I could never pull it off. I sat paused plank, or I, you know, so I wasn't yeah. hearing it. And then I'm like, what are you doing, Mike? <laughs> I once tried to do De La Soul's Me, Myself, and I for karaoke because it doesn't seem like it would be a difficult song to do. It's a very hard <laughs> song to do. Those are the ones that always get you. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. Blood, Bloodline 2019 or Bloodline 2018, mm-hmm. not to be confused with Bloodline 1970-something. Don't watch I, that one. That was, yeah, I was confused by that. Okay, so I was, I'm I was also, clarifying. And this one has got, uh, what's his nuts? The guy, um, the, you know, Dude, Where's My Car? John William Scott. Oh. John William Ooh. Scott is, is, has, is all grown up, and he's a daddy now. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And Evan values family above yeah. all else, and anyone who gets between him, his wife, and newborn son learns that the, that the hard way, but when it comes to violent tendencies, it seems the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I don't know why yeah. I turned wood when I said that, but yeah. So, yes, I'm excited. I'm also glad that we clarified, because I would have watched the wrong movie. Mm-hmm. I almost, because so. the other one's also like a thriller, and so I was looking mm-hmm. at it going, this doesn't seem to be about themes of parenthood. Seems a little don't... more erotic than I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I would, it would be very funny if we all watched the wrong movie and then just tried to warp it to right. fit that topic, and then we were like, uh. And I watched like all seasons of the Netflix show. I was like, hey guys, there's a lot of walking, watching, but I like Friday Night Lights, so... <laughs> Um, anyway, so that's our uh, ep- that's our episode for next time. So make sure you watch Bloodlines. And yeah, so our homework question for this week, and I'm going a little out of order because, you know, again, we don't have an outline. But our this homework question for this week, I know, and, and I can't even remember what it was. Mike, what was the question <laughs> that we said? So what were your, what's your favorite? Yeah, what's your favorite, like, young adult horror series? Like, what's your go-to mm. series for young adult horror books? Like, what was mm-hmm. your your gateway we will also take extra credit in the form of your favorite 90s songs because that would be fun oh yeah that would just be fun that can be a bonus one that we put up or something bonus prompt i feel like i will get really judgmental (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe we don't want to pull on that thread too much I think anyway, you know, let's let's go ahead and chug away (laughs) (laughs) you know if you want to um Fuck, I can't remember the sweater song. If you want to fuck. If you want to destroy my destroy. sweater. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll pull this thread thread as you as walk, walk away. As I walk away. I walk away. I can't believe I fucked that up. To be naked. Be naked. Lying on, on, on the floor. Lying on the floor. I'll come, come on, on. <laughs> 
<laughs> so leave us an Apple iTunes review and make sure to join our Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just not right after listening to this episode. Listen to exactly. a different episode. Listen to one of our smart Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, if you want more of this, <laughs> Mike, where can we find you online? <laughs> oh, boy. You can find me the dark corners of the AOL chat rooms under my oh. you can find me <laughs> over on Twitter at Mike underscore Snoonian. Um that's where I I tend to post the most. You can find my other show, The Pod and the Pendulum, wherever you get your podcasts. Apparently not on Apple because Apple Podcast now sucks, but I believe uh, it's there. Um, that is my show where we cover yeah, we cover horror movie franchises. Uh, yeah, and I have a bunch of like guest spots and stuff that are coming up, but you know what? We're running a bit long, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Laura, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at underalls, U N D E R A L L S, much like the pair of Joe boxers with Ooh. smiley faces all over them or classic Calvin Klein underpants that you're wearing because the year is 1994 that's at underalls u-n-d-e-r-a-l-l-s on the twitter occasionally losers club and halloweenies as well i think jen we're going to be on a losers club together coming up we soon are. for yes. billy summers we are yes i just started reading the other day and uh you can find me at jim Ferratu on all of the social places and um also co-hosting the losers club and we are finishing up um on the White Ladies in Crisis podcast, on the Anatomy of a Screen podcast, we're finishing up the first season of Physical, and I need people to watch this show so it can get a second season because it's amazing and I love it. So that's where you can find me. And yeah, so that's our episode on Fear Street, our first commentary. I, this was really, really fun. It was such a nice break, you know. I, I had a, a jolly old time. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, it's nice having a month where it wasn't super heavy yeah mm -hmm. i don't think anybody cried this month no. yeah well i know yeah. that like next month for me is gonna get <laughs> deep into the feels so yeah i'm already kind of dreading it a little bit so <laughs> well just uh, do some emotional stretching and <laughs> right <laughs> be, be warm yourself up don't go into it cold mm -hmm. you know <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so thank you listeners for joining us. This was really fun. And we hope to do more things like this on our Patreon and maybe for the next Fifth Thursday. I know there's another one coming up this year. Still kind of talking about what we want to do. So let us know, did you like this? Um, you know, more piss talk? Yeah. <laughs> less? <laughs> less piss talk? Yeah, we're, we're open to more, that. So. So we have just the right amount of piss talk right Was it now. just yeah. right? <laughs> really hit that sweet spot oh lordy uh, and with that let's sign off yes please <laughs> we came here to chew bubblegum and take care of ourselves and, and we're, we're all, all, all out, out of, of bubblegum bubble um, bubble really gum. we're really really out of it <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>